I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Right. Fucking thing sucks. In five, four, three. Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast, Friday Live Edition. I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita, and back with me, for another fun Friday live podcast, I'm, I'm thinking maybe we should just do all the live, uh, all the podcasts live. These are you know, a lot more fun for me. But is Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell? What's up, man? Not much. I, I'm not opposed to that. If you want to do everything live, that works for me. Yeah, I don't know. There, there's just a different, uh, a different vibe when you're live than than when it's pre-recorded. Yeah, so, something to think about, but. Yeah, I don't know. What's going on? You have a nice week? Not too bad. I worked. Um, I, f- I got all of the electricity run to my shop out there and got everything. So there was, I had power run to it last week and then started working on getting all of the outlets uh, swapped out and, and getting everything functional because it's it was all old. And uh, found some stuff that wasn't wired up right. Electrician came out today and got all that stuff fixed. It's one of those things. Electrical work has become one of those things that I used to do a lot of. And I can still do it. But at the same time, I don't like getting shocked. And if I can just pay somebody a couple hundred bucks to do it for me, I'm going to do that. So that was kind of what today's situation was. It's like, do I want to do this or do I want to pay somebody and not fuck with it myself and crawl around in a in an attic space and and be miserable. And so, I let him do it. And yeah, that's so what I'm money's now, for, man. <laughs> that's what the money is for. I'm now so completely wired up either. and uh, got new windows and door on it. And I will, so I will be in a new studio within a couple weeks. All right, cool, man. Well, it's uh, been business as usual over here. There's another hurricane passing by. I think it's going to miss us. Looks like it's going to slam like Cabo, Baja, California area, unless it decides to hang a right, and then it would just be a direct hit here. (laughs) But uh, yeah, everything's good over here. What what should we start today's episode off with? Because I know I sent you a bunch of stuff to talk about over the last week or so. I mean, I guess the most uh, the most pressing item is biden's been in israel this past week and uh that's going shaking, well isn't it yeah how's yeah that? <laughs> shaking hands kissing babies and uh 
doxing Navy SEALs. Dude, it's just there's something so despicable about politicians going like they're just going over there for like a photo op and so that they can say a couple like during a the, the next campaign season, like I went over to Israel and I saw this like firsthand, blah, 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 blah. So Biden is shaking hands with some, these are Navy SEALs. Uh, Delta Force. Or Delta so. Force, yeah. yeah. And the White House was just so fucking giddy about this possible photo op that they just released, the, they put the, the photo out there with the guy's actual faces, not uh, blocked out. And yeah, that's kind of a kind of a dangerous thing to be doing. These guys are already sort of putting their lives on the line on a daily basis. And now you're just showing their faces to um, a lot of people that probably want them killed. Right. I mean, you've you've already sent them into the line of fire for no fucking reason, really. And then you're going to put their faces out there on social. It's, I mean, it's not like this is the the American only social media like. The Taliban has the Taliban has a Twitter account. <laughs> pretty sure they've got pretty sure they got Instagram. Like they're gonna they're gonna see these guys. Like let's... yeah, it's unbelievable. And they did it, they did it all for some cheap fucking photo op that is not like nobody is nobody sees that picture and they're like, oh, I like Joe Biden now. This is yeah. this is very present. This is what we want in a president because he's out there. Uh, shaking hands with military personnel for a photo. Yeah, you're not winning all the big commander-in-chief brownie points by posting this picture. If anything, it's, as was the actual response, it's pissing people off. They're like, oh, how can you, like, in good conscience, dox all of these like guys who yeah. are out there trying to trying to carry out your objectives that... Yeah, it's yeah, people. Yeah, and they issued an apology that was just like, "Yeah, we regret this." <laughs> okay. Yeah, I bet. They they, I bet those so, guys whoopsie. regret it too. Yeah. Oops. It, it reminded me of the the George Bush oops moment. <laughs> I was trying to find. I was trying to find a clip of that for the show, but I couldn't. It was too hard. There were too many oopsies during his uh, his career that I, I just remember he was giving like a speech and. He, he's I, f- I even forget exactly what he said, but he just like paused and then he's just like, whoops. <laughs> yeah. Classic. He's just like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, we might have just gotten these guys killed. It's no, you know, we regret this action. And I've seen like a lot of people think, oh, this was intentional. They're, you know, they're trying to get our troops killed. But no, no, they're just that incompetent. Yeah. They are fucking stupid. This is like some, you know, social justice warrior intern whatever working for the white house i thought oh this is a good this is a good photo op this is we got to get this out there right away joe biden out there shaking hands with military personnel being a leader and pictures are probably better at this point for joe but then like video for joe biden (laughs) yeah don't don't attribute to malice that which could be explained by incompetence there yeah, uh, video is definitely not working out for Joe. Somehow he's developed a double chin that he didn't previously had have. I don't. It's, uh, things are Dude. things are getting weird with the uh, with the body doubles they're rolling out. Yeah, the audio I think is terrible on this too. But virtually every mass shooting 
every circumstance where a large number of people have been victimized and lost. I spoke to them. I learned a long time ago what you've all learned in your life. When someone's going through something, it's beyond their comprehension. Boring. Jesus. If they see someone who they think understands that maybe they're doing something not the same but similar, it gives them some sense of hope. And I always get criticized sometimes on my staff because when I go to these events, I stay for three to four hours to answer all their questions. But it matters. It matters a lot. And, uh, and look, I'm talking, some of you have gone through a hell of a lot more than I've gone through and a lot more than other people have gone through. And you understand. So it's just, it's just, uh, people are looking for just something to grab, something that gives them some sense, sense of hope. And, and that's, and if I can do a little bit of that, then it's, you know, it's worth doing for me. Okay. So just first of all, if he was not the president of the United States, would anybody listen to this guy talk for like 30 seconds? I don't even really understand what the fuck he's talking about in this clip, but it's just so goddamn boring. Like he is boring. And he's a, like, he's half asleep. He's putting you to sleep and it takes him an hour to get out a fucking thought because I'm sure whatever is going on upstairs is very like, convoluted and takes him like, you know, 30 seconds to kind of get his thought straight, even though we don't really know what he's talking about. But in order for it to somewhat make sense, it takes him these long pauses. Jesus Christ, dude, he is, he has no fucking charisma, no energy, no nothing. And now his face is like literally falling apart. There's, you called it a double chin, but it's like, there's like a dent in the middle of his chin. It's bizarre. Yeah. yeah I don't know what's going on with it. It is very, uh, very strange. <laughs> it, was, it reminded me of the, like Peter Griffin's chin and family guy, or it looks like he's just got two balls for a chin <laughs> hanging off his face. It's it's weird and it's um did you there were pictures of like the the lines down the back of his neck and and like behind his ears and and there've been the different things where like they've had his ears pinned back and like they I think they keep trying to do stuff like I I don't know that I necessarily buy into like the the lines on the neck being um necessarily like plastic surgery or something like that or 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 the uh you know the people mask on the the lizard person that, that the lizard person wears but like i think they're trying to like like pull his skin and tighten things up so that he doesn't look like he's just completely falling apart in front of us yeah and but he yeah it's i'm sure he's had multiple facelifts and stuff and things are just like things are just falling apart like he had that that like turtleneck sweatshirt on and it was zipped all the way up to his fucking chin um who knows what kind of turkey neck thing is going on underneath that 
and it's just like dude he's trying not to look like he doesn't even look 80 at this point he looks 98 he looks like he's pushing 100 and it's just yeah he, he's supposed to do this for four more years like that's his plan allegedly well, and, he, and he he can't even he can't even keep it together like the dude is literally falling uh falling asleep sitting on and we've seen this before i actually have a clip that i use for the um for the morning show that i do that it's it's just like little video segments of biden sitting in meetings and stuff and people are talking and he just keeps falling asleep like everybody else is yeah he's uh, nodding off and and it's like dude you're like i know this like joe biden and all these like high profile politicians are used to being like on tv he's being broadcast to the fucking world right now like billions of people are going to see this like you can't get up for that you can't stay up for that you could you imagine being on tv for like seven billion people at like one of the most important historical moments possibly ever (laughs) and you're just like eh, like mailing it in it's unreal yeah let's go ahead and play this because i think he just gives up on his thought too in the middle of it if i remember he's been doing that a lot lately you know uh Years ago, I asked the Secretary of State, would he and I were working in the Senate to write something for a man? He said, uh, he wrote a line that uh, I think is appropriate. He said, uh, it's not, we lead, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it, I'll wait later. Taking too much time. <laughs> yep, nobody abandons a fucking line of thought better than Joe Biden. It's un, it's unreal. I've never really seen any other politician do this, where he just starts off down this line, com- like clearly loses his train of thought wherever he was trying to go with it, and then come. At least this one, he's like, "Oh, I'm taking up too much time." <laughs> That's a better yeah. line than just like, oh, anyway." <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. Well, whatever. You're a dog-faced yeah. pony soldier. <laughs> Yeah, yada yada. <laughs> he should just well anyway everything. I can't wait to hear his State of the Union address, and I'll just well anyway. <laughs> the State of the Union is strong. <laughs> I'm taking up too much time. Thank you. Good night. Oh my gosh, that would be perfect if the State of the Union is like ten minutes. Him stumbling over not being able to complete sentences, and then says, "Well, anyway, State of the Union is great. Economy's strong. Building back better." Right. Taking up way too much of your time. I'm gonna. We're just gonna we go appreciate ahead. Appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. So thoughtful. Sparing <laughs> us. Sparing then, us more. Joe Biden. It, it's well. The beautiful thing about Joe Biden giving a State of the Union speech is that he can just tap into his fucking dementia years of like 30 years ago, and it's like the exact same things that you're talking about. Because nothing ever gets fixed, nothing ever changes. It's always like we did this, and but we need to. We're not done yet. <laughs> you know, it's like we there's still work to be done, and he's just gonna fucking reach back into his his golden years, or his early years, and uh, and just repeat these lines that are just ingrained in his um, in his full blown dementia mind. Well, speaking of work still to be done, the Republicans have yet to elect a. Speaker of the House. I just saw it. Yeah. Uh, Jordan is after three failed votes. He's out now. What? How does that work? 
I don't know. I just they voted I for just, McCarthy. The, the they headline voted for McCarthy just, seventeen fucking times. They should. I know. I was wondering about it, but I just saw it like came across my newsfeed. Let me pull it up. Out as speaker candidate after third loss. And this is the fucking Republicans' fault, because all yeah. they have to do is just all vote for him. So how do you? Yeah. Go ahead. I, I said, well, you've got the idiot holdouts that are voting for Hakeem Jeffries, and uh, which is the. When when the when he's the speaker candidate that's being backed by the Democrats, that's the same thing as fucking McCarthy. Like this is not a good choice, I mean, obviously. And then you've still got idiot holdouts that are voting for McCarthy, even though he got ousted. Like they're the Republicans are fucking useless. They're they're just a bunch <laughs> of impotent bastards. Right. Yeah. So it looks like they voted by secret ballot to remove him as candidate for speaker. I guess that's what happened. So uh, House Republicans are headed home for the weekend, and they're going to have a, a forum on Monday night to get a candidate, I guess. Uh, lost the secret ballot. The margin was large. Yeah, so according to Politico's Rachel Bade, Jordan lost the vote 88 to 112, meaning more than three times as many Republicans who voted no in the public vote voted no in the private vote. So I don't know who else are they considering for, for the speaker. reason those spineless motherfucking bastards voted against him in the private vote and not in the public vote is because they knew they would get primaried and they knew that their constituency would say, get the fuck out, you rhino pieces of shit. That's that's what this is. If they can do it in secret where nobody knows about it and there are no consequences for them, then you get to see who they really are. And they're a bunch of worthless fucking liberals that have an R next to their name. This is yeah. So wait, Jim. Wait, Jeffries is on. Is gonna be uh, Jeff, if I don't know. if they if they make Hakeem Jeffries the Speaker of the House, everybody on the fucking planet should vote for a Democrat next time. Remove every single goddamn. I, I don't give a shit. Remove every single goddamn Republican from office everywhere. None of them should win ever again because yeah. that's that's how useless they are. You may as well just vote for Democrat. Right. Yeah. And the, the thing is, what, what's so fucking frustrating about it is anytime you do put a Republican in, it gives the, the Democrats like this ammunition to blame all the rhetoric that Republicans kind of stand for, but never actually governed by, you know, free market, laissez faire capitalism sort of things. And yeah, with uh, <laughs> with with Republicans like these, who, who even needs Democrats? There, it's it's unbelievable. So yeah, just just go full blown Democrat for everything and and see what happens. Just why even play this game where it gives you know this like WWE style fucking thing where they can the Republican plays the bad guy and then the Democrat comes like just just go just go full blown Democrat. Stop putting up like these roadblocks. Let the you know let them spend as much money as they want. At this point, I mean it's over. It's only a matter of time. So why are we dragging this out? Let's let's you know, go can, full. Let's go full Argentina, Venezuela. Like let's let it happen. It's I, which that's easy for that's yeah. easy for me and you to say because you're in fucking Mexico and I live out in the sticks where I'm going to be like minimally, if at all, affected. Yeah, you got by goats it. and chickens and and everything. Yeah, it is. 
I, I realize that we're being kind of callous with a lot of people's lives in the U.S., but I honestly, at this point, I don't think it's avoidable. But, I mean, the people who are going to be most affected by it are the ones who live in cities and have been voting for it for all their lives anyway. So, I mean, fuck them. Comeuppance. But, you know, it's... I, I honestly don't see a way out of the the position that we're in. Like, it, it is dire on every front. And I'm not just, like, trying to be hyperbolic or something like that. Like, I just don't see a, a realistic way of avoiding serious uh, economic pain at home and just, like, d potential disaster. Like, it's going to be really bad. And I think the longer you drag it out, the worse it's going to be. You know, it's like we can you know we can take the pain now to, and take the medicine now and hopefully it'll be bad but it'll be quick or we can drag it out over like another 10 20 year period and we'll end up with the same result but we'll also have like just 10 miserable years before the epic collapse i'd rather just get it over with and hopefully fucking build on like a better foundation which to your the point that you were making, I want the blame to fall where it belongs on you know government profligacy, overspending, overtaxing, overregulate, all that shit that's been slowly killing the United States of America over the last hundred years or so. That's where I want the blame to be. So I don't want them to be able to obfuscate this because you know Jim Jeffries was in there or Donald Trump was in there, and that's what caused all the problems. No, no, uh, government did this. And the solution to the problem is never more government. That's always the fucking problem. Well, you pull up the, the uh, oh, I was saying the, the big problem Reserve. is they keep fucking spending money. Yeah, pull that up. This is this fucking is, wild, man. This is month over month. I mean, so the the total U.S. debt is now thirty three point six four nine trillion. It's up, what does that say, 50, 85 58, billion? 58. 58 billion in one day. Yeah, uh, 600 billion in a month, 20 billion, uh, 20 billion every day, um, and up 833 million every hour or something like that. So at this rate, the, the U.S. is on track to have a national debt of 41 trillion in one year. Now, if you remember, this was years ago, this was maybe even before Biden got elected. I was I was telling you, each fucking president doubles the national debt. Uh, Bush doubled the national debt to like nine from like five to nine, five to ten. Obama doubled it from fucking uh, ten to twenty, essentially. Um, well, I guess yeah. And then when when did when did Donald Trump come in? What was that like seven? Trump's Obama went from like a ten to like eight, eighteen or something like that, and Trump took it to like twenty something. Yeah, I think Trump took it to twenty seven or something like that. Yeah, Biden's going to double. Like it was going to double. So yeah, here's what here's I think what I said. What when Donald Trump was in office, it was like around twenty million, and I said by the next like two terms of presidencies, it will be at forty, and it seems insane. To go from 20 to 40 in eight years, but that's exactly what's going to happen. By the end of next year, we'll be at 40 trillion in debt. Each president will, each two terms of presidency will have doubled the national debt each time. How much? So it, 
the in eight more years we'll be at 80 trillion on this trajectory. That seems sustainable. And the real problem is just like the debt ceiling. So if we just get rid of the debt ceiling, we'll get up to 80 trillion. But if we tinker around the edges, you know, and we cut, uh, you know, 4% from this budget, 3% from that budget, <laughs> everything will be fine. Well, and we're sending another 100 million to, I, I think they were splitting it. I can't remember the exact split, but they've got another, uh, no, billion, sorry, not million, billion, another, yeah. 100, <laughs> another 100 billion that's getting split between Ukraine, Israel, the border wall. And I can't remember what the other thing was, but I mean, Ukraine is Ukraine and Israel are getting the majority of it. The border wall is getting like a little bit. And uh, like, I mean, we're just going to. Yeah. And where's like what they're like, this is how unserious these people are. It's like they don't have any idea how bad things are getting. But of course they do. It's just it's so bad. And there's no realistic solution that they just don't talk about it like nobody talks about the national debt anymore nobody but we're going to start paying a trillion dollars just in interest on the debt and it's all short-term debt it's all being rolled over every couple of years now it's not like they locked in 30-year uh 30-year debt at three percent or something like that no no, no. they're rolling it over at seven eight percent now so they're going to be paying a trillion dollars. It, it's going to be the biggest expense of the, the federal government, bigger than Medicare, bigger than Medicaid, Social Security, uh, bigger than the, it's, it's going to be the number one expense It's just the interest on the debt. And that's why they're not talking about it, because the only thing that you can possibly do is drastically slash government, not like. Uh, we'll cut the growth of by 10%. No, no, no. You have to eliminate entire departments. You have to slash the military budget by like 50 fucking percent, like 500 billion off the top, gone. And then you're like kind of getting somewhere. Kind of. And could you imagine if somebody actually proposed a cut like that? Like we're eliminating half of your budget. It's gone tomorrow. You're spending 900 billion. Now you get 500 billion. Good luck. But no, no, no. What are they doing? Uh, Biden is begging Congress for 14 bi billion in Israel aid, 60 billion for Ukraine as part of a 105 billion dollar package. It, they're just, they're not. It's not serious. These are not serious people. How could you possibly keep going along with this system? It's ridiculous. He needs another 100 billion. It's the for the rate of the, the rate of yeah. collapse is going to be catastrophic. Like whenever it does, it, whenever it does finally like break and just go completely in the shitter, it's going to go so fast and so hard. Most people aren't going to realize what happened. You're just going to like wake up one day and be like, holy shit. Yeah. The whole no, thing is probably going to happen at night because while we're sleeping, um, the, the fucking Chinese and Europeans and shit are going to be awake and they're going to be dumping these treasuries on the market. And it's I'll, like, I'll be sure to tweet about it from work since I'm always up. There you go. Yeah. I mean, like it's going to have, like, we're going to go to sleep one night and you're going to wake up and you, you have lost half of your fucking wealth. It'll just have evaporated in the overnight trading sessions. And then everyone's going to rush for the exits and the, like the price, I would think the price of like precious metals and, and maybe even crypto, if they go to that, will go through the roof very quickly. 
The dollar will fall through the floor. Yeah. So this is this is another fucking problem that we're having. So while you know the Fed used to run these surpluses, and you know they had to they would spend a bunch of money on themselves. You know, decorate their offices, de deck everything out in fucking marble, gold plated this. But whatever they couldn't get rid of, they had to return to the Treasury. So they were cutting checks back to the Treasury to the tune of like hundreds of billions of year uh, a year. And now they're fucking, now they're hemorrhaging money. That that graph there was how much money they were returning to the treasury every year. <laughs> Look at it. It's just, yep. Yeah. Okay. So now they, now they, uh, I, I can't even, it was at negative 110,000, but it's in millions. So yeah. Bill, billion. It's a, it's negative 110 billion. Okay. Yeah. So, and where's that money going to come from? The treasury. <laughs> it's, dude, it, it's like the weirdest fucking funny money game you've ever seen. Like, they're, they're just going to have to print it to send it back, or they don't send it back, and the treasury is just, this is, I think this is one of the reasons why the national debt is skyrocketing, skyrocketing, because the Fed was sending money back to the treasury, and now they're not. Well, and like it says, the, the Fed is paying something like 700 million dollars a day to the commercial banks just to keep the entire system afloat like right. just just to just to prevent everything from going completely in the shitter they're sending out 700 million every single day to the commercial yeah. banks just to keep and the, the commercial banks are over leveraged they have all these 30-year mortgages at two and a half two two seventy five three percent something like that so they're hemorrhaging fucking money on their hold to maturity uh, portfolios and yeah they're just going to create massive amounts of inflation to try to keep prop this thing up because nobody wants it to blow up on their fucking watch it'd be much better to blow it up now and preserve whatever purchasing power of the dollar is left than to keep hemorrhaging 700 million dollars a day in a a completely pointless attempt you're delaying the inevitable it's going to happen you can't just do if this is the way you ran an economy this is the way you ran a country it would just be so easy there would never be any poverty there would never be any problems you just create money out of thin air and give it to everybody but no that doesn't work that creates the worst fucking disasters we've ever seen in history but as Joe Biden said, you know, come on, this is America for Christ's sake. We're apparently right. immune to the laws of fucking physics, the laws of gravity, the laws of economics, because we're America. That's right. all you got to say is America and everything just works out. According to Janet Yellen, we have a very strong economy. We are doing really good. Uh, everything in front yeah, war. Yeah, yeah. We can definitely take on a two, two wars at a time. Yeah, and she also said that there would not be a, a financial crisis again in her lifetime. So she better fucking kick the bucket real soon. <laughs> I, I honestly, the next year is, I think, is going to be terrifying. I don't know what's going to happen next year, but I don't think that they. It doesn't seem like we can keep this game going much longer. And I know I've said that every year for the last like decade but it's like each time it's like exponentially worse and looking back now on like maybe 10 years ago when i was like this is crazy when we were at like 15 trillion in debt that doesn't even seem as crazy as it did at the time to right now like right now this is just absolutely insane and all these charts are insane 
That was like the best, the best quote uh, on that tweet. It was like, we're going to need a bigger chart <laughs> because you can't, you can't keep track of the fucking. Well, that's like anytime they're showing the inflation charts, you know, they, they only show the inflation charts over the last six months. Uh, that way they can say, oh, look how, look how much we've brought inflation down. It's like, okay, yeah, but if you expand the chart out over a 10-year period, you realize that in inflation is still like way the fuck up here where you shouldn't even be able to see it on the chart. Like, okay, you brought it back down, but it's still way up here. Yeah. <laughs> you brought it back down using very dubious calculations and assumptions, to say the least. And it's still way higher than it's supposed to be and man it's dude it like we were talking about the burrito shit on the last episode <laughs> you, you you can make four payments to get your burrito now on a credit I, card so I then mean, you don't even have to pay the credit card off for another month it's it's not a bad idea go ahead and take the take the uh burrito financing and you might get lucky and the whole thing might collapse between now and the next time you have to make a payment and then you get your burrito for you know yeah, on the real cheap. absolutely yeah i mean if especially on the credit card too they're giving you an interest-free loan for a month if if you pay it off after you know before it starts racking up interest on you yeah absolutely and who knows how much how much value your dollar is losing every month is anybody's guess I, I know the CPI is not accurately capturing it, but yeah, it's like by the time by the time you go back a month from now, Chipotle might have had to raise their prices again, and your dollar has lost I don't know five ten percent of its value again. So yeah, put that shit put that on the credit card, make the four payments, two dollars and eighty seven cents. It is your, it is your sound financial duty to to do this. Finance yeah. everything. Might as well, yeah, yeah, and take out, yeah, just take out huge fucking loans now too. No, that's not financial advice, but definitely should have done it when they were giving away free money at two and two three percent. You know, lock that shit in for a long time, and then we we went over like the housing market stuff a, a while ago, where it's like, yeah, nobody's selling their houses now because what are you going to do? You're not gonna you're not gonna trade your three percent mortgage in for an eight percent mortgage. That would be crazy. Uh, rents are probably through the fucking roof. I was looking at the uh, I, a, a realtor sent me some properties over here in PV, and it's fucking it's crazy, dude. They want four hundred grand for no bedroom apartments, five hundred square feet, six hundred square feet, no bedroom, four hundred G's. U.S. And no, you're not like on the beach. You're four blocks back. It's it's fucking crazy, and it's everywhere. But what's a lot a lot of the problem here is all these fucking Canadians and Americans coming down, and be like, "Oh, this is so cheap compared to our fucking insane real." Like in Toronto, four hundred grand would would get you like nothing. It's probably six hundred grand for like a five hundred square foot no bedroom apartment in the city. And so they come here and they're like, ooh, 400 grand. Yes, no bedroom, but you're like kind of by the beach. It's insane, man. 400 grand. I think I could buy the neighborhood. Oh, and that's pre-construction, by the way. That's pre-construction. So these haven't been built yet. 
And so, and because nobody finance, you don't finance property in Mexico the way you do in the U.S. So when it's pre-construction, typically it's something like you pay 30% of the price. So you do 30% of 400 grand, and then every month you're making essentially a mortgage payment, but that's funding the construction. So you pay that until they finish the building. And they say they'll be done with it in a year, a year and a half tops, but it's fucking Mexico, so probably triple that. Um, who knows? A hurricane could blow through and knock half the building over, and they got to start over again. It's wild, dude. Pre-construction, four hundred grand, zero bedrooms. Stop calling them fucking studios. It's a no-bedroom apartment. Your bed, and it's dude. Some of these things were. One of them was four hundred and sixty-five square feet. So you're you could probably cook on the stove from your bed. Like you could spend the entire day in bed and you could cook breakfast. <laughs> you could just reach over and fucking grab some eggs. That's insane. Yeah. It's crazy, man. So something has to break. There's just no way that things can go up like this forever. Right now, the dollar is going up. Gold is going up. Like crypto is going up. These things are not supposed to be you know, um, correlated like that, especially the dollar and gold, like that should, you know, the dollar goes up, gold should be going down and vice versa. Like something's going to break big. And I think it's going to be the dollar. <laughs> so, yeah, there's definitely something shady going on with, uh, the markets are not responding in the way that you would expect them to with a lot of things. Like when you see what's going on in the world and, and some of these other things, and then you see the markets continuing to go up the way they are in, in certain, in certain areas. It's like some, something's, something's fishy. Like something's weird. I, I don't, I, I'm not saying it's like something nefarious. It's just like the markets have kind of said, well, fuck it. We're just going to do our thing. And, uh, like we're we're not gonna pay attention to the yeah to they the, seem very complacent <laughs> and it's like every, they're, the financial system if you you know it's ter perfectly fine it's under control there's no problems uh, even though yeah it takes seven hundred million dollars a day to keep these banks from collapsing it dude it is I I don't understand why they're so complacent and it's almost like they're just they're building things up so that when it collapses it won't be like as deep of a like they're going to build it up to new highs and then everything's going to fall out from under it like that's kind of the the market loves to give these sort of head fakes uh some some traders call them like judas swings you know it's like whatever the the actual prolonged move of the market's going to be if it's going to be down then the market will give you this head fake and go up and make everybody think oh everything's great Everything's going to go up. I should buy into this. And that's you know, the dumb money, the retail traders and stuff. that they, they buy that head fake and then the fucking bottom drops out of it and you get a long, pro prolonged move down. And I kind of get that sort of feeling. That happens on a, you know, it's almost like a fractal. Like it happens on a, if you're looking at a one minute chart, it'll happen. It happens on a daily basis. It happens on a weekly basis. You get these moves a lot of head fakes and it, it's like they're setting you up for failure. So they're, they're going to get all that dumb money cash in on it and then get out of the market before the fucking bottom drops out. That's why they're the smart money and you're the dumb money. And man, I can't imagine another scenario where 
everything should be bearish here. Like everything should be going down. We are on the brink of financial collapse domestically. We are on the brink of a huge global military conflict, possibly a two front war with nuclear armed power. <laughs> like we've got a, a guy whose face is literally falling off at the helm, but everything's, everything's good. Everything's fine. Just keep, just keep buying in. Look out, man. Look out. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, let's okay. let's uh let's start winding down with some funny shit. You want to talk about uh the uh, hottest women in the world? Yes, I do. It's Friday. We got to get some motivation going into the weekend. If this uh, person motivates you in any way positive, um, that's. Oh my God! Yeah. So this is this is uh. What's his name? Danny Laidley. Danny Laidley. A biological male cracked just barely. I think he was number 100. But still, hottest uh, 100 women. Is this in the world or in the country? Uh, I think it's Either in the way. world. Okay. We'll say the world, but possibly in the country. Uh, Maxim Magazine's top 100 hottest women. There you go. Number 100. Uh, it looks like <laughs> you want to watch this video. Yeah. Oh, there's a video. Yeah. Put play that. Talk to people. Um, you know, I was in I was in the 1.8 um, percent of transgender people who hit it from the world. Be vulnerable. Find some people who you can trust, uh, who you can talk to, and they'll support you. And invariably, everything will be okay. I told my truth. Which was, you know, to, to help to help dad out and and tell her story the best way that I could. <laughs> that's not very. Uh, that's not very gender affirming to say to help dad out and tell her. Story. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the kids yeah. don't even know what the fuck. It's, maybe he got yeah. Maybe he got extra points for having a British accent. So British or Australian? Yeah. Fucking crocodile Dundee. Dude, for those of you not watching the video, it's. Picture like uh, a a blonde middle-aged realtor, like she's probably like 53 or something, but has like a lot more miles on her than 53. She's just been is... put through the fucking ringer of life and has been in the sun way too long, like fucking just beat to hell by life. And that's... That's sort of what I'm getting. I think that's what this guy was going for. See, I want to be the washed up fucking realtor with uh, 285,000 miles on the engine. 53. Way too much time in the sun. Drinking. Chain smoking. See, my first impression seeing the seeing the picture was this is Dolph Lundgren with long hair <laughs> and bolt-on titties. Dude, Dolph Lundgren is hotter than this guy. <laughs> Hard to argue with that. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. Top 100. What? 100 hottest women. I mean, dude, I could fucking throw a rock in any direction and hit a hotter woman from here. Right. Maybe even a hotter man. He's not even very good looking for a man with a wig on. I think both of us are better looking than he is. <laughs> like, what? How do... 
how do you how do you end up on these lists? Like, I can't. Did I we apply? No like, it is so fucking ridiculous. The hottest hundred women in the world. Oh my god! And it's some fucking British man with fucking fake tits. Unbelievable. And now I kind of want to see the other ninety nine on Maxim's list. I'm like, okay, Let's, if this if this dude cracks the top 100 what are the other 99 like you haven't set the bar very high i, I mean yeah for those who don't uh for those who don't follow the meme stream there's a uh, there's a meme in the the facebook group meme stream that is uh pretty pretty funny and like i'm wondering if if maybe that the chick from that meme is uh is cracking the top 25 hang on i'm gonna get it pulled up right quick for for those who are observing yeah, pull it up. I was just trying to do it too. Yeah, it is the world. It's hottest 100 in the world. I That's just insane. Don't, don't peep. Don't they get the memo that this isn't even fucking cool anymore to start having transgender people win things that they have no business winning? So this, like, I think this chick right here is if. If that one's at number one hundred, I'm pretty sure this one's like in the somewhere in the fifty sixty range. There you go. Oh yeah, beautiful. Just absolutely beautiful. I, I prefer my women to not have a neck. <laughs> like, dude, she just looks like uh she looks like the marshmallow man from Ghostbusters, where it's just like fucking rolls on top of rolls. There's like does she even have a is that a guy? Like, what is this now? Am I looking at a woman? It is a woman. There are a lot of people who think it's not, but it is actually a woman. Yeah, and it like is there even a skeleton in there, (laughs) or is she just like literally made of jello? You have no idea. It's become kind of a that is humorous because that was like from a a panel on I can't remember what the name of that show is, but um, where these dudes like have these women on and the women are basically like basically they have women on so the women can showcase how stupid they actually are and this was like like five chicks four of them are legitimately hot and then you have that one and they all think that they're like they're all eights or nines like they're not including her and and when all of them are asked like they don't they don't think that any of them are hotter than the others they're all on equal equal playing field and so it's kind of become a shtick like uh that show has had her on to like they'll there was a video I uh, saw a couple weeks ago like they have a they've got a guy blindfolded and she's like talking to him and asking him questions and stuff and then it's like okay you can take off the blindfold and he takes off the blindfold and he's like oh nope fuck this I'm out I'm out I'm done <laughs> and she's like yeah that's right walk away bitch you don't deserve me it's, it's become a shtick yeah. it's fucking hilarious but at the same time it's like yes and so uh, part of the problem is that there are guys out there that will fuck that thing. Stop doing that. It's giving them a false sense of of uh, value. Like, don't do it, man. I don't even if that's your fucking thing. Like, they're getting way too confident, and they're okay just being morbidly obese, disgusting whales. It's not good for them. It's not good for society. How, I wonder: Are there a bunch of fat people in the top one hundred beautiful, most beautiful women in the world too? Because that used to be the thing. Remember, before transgender became like the thing that was going to win everything, they tried to convince us that uh, women that weighed 375 pounds were the models. Right. And see, I have to I have to assume that 
I mean, if they're going to be, if they're going for equity, they have to have put a whole bunch of like fat and ugly people in the top 100. Uh, that's, yeah. it's only fair. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> oh God, it is unbelievable. And of course, yeah, I bet that girl. So on that podcast or whatever that she was on, she, she deserves like, she wants a guy who's like six, three makes a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. That kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, I think it's a, I think their standard is like six, four, 230 pounds with an eight pack makes it makes at least $400,000 a year. I, I can't remember what all the yeah. specifications. So she wants, a, she wants the top point uh, 0.1% of the, the male population. I, I'm, okay. I am from now on identifying as five sixteen. <laughs> Well, okay, so you know, talking about the uh, the the diversity of of beauty standards and and uh, fat ugly people in the top one hundred. Uh, did you see? Did you see this? The Victoria's Secret is ditching the uh, prioritization of wokeness over sexiness after they've seen their sales drop over the last year or so. I, I I'm shocked. <laughs> Who could have seen this coming? Uh, I, and I, I, I thought they, I thought the they weren't throwing sexiness to the side. I thought plus size models were sexy. That's what they no? had said was that they were they we're not we're not getting we're not hiring ugly models. We're not abandoning sexiness. We're just showcasing different types of sexiness. And now it's like yeah, so about that. <laughs> that's a tough sales pitch i i, I like the, the confidence that they could take you know like who were uh who were like the really sexy fucking models when we were younger so check we with were, the mole uh, uh yeah cindy crawford cindy crawford yeah trade cindy crawford in for some fucking morbidly obese like sweaty disgusting monster and to try to convince me that one of those is sexier than the other. Or no, they're the same sexiness. Right. Okay. Uh, there was, I, I got, I caught all kinds of shit for it. It was about a year ago and I, I'm, I stand by my statement. There was a, a Victoria's Secret little catalog pamphlet or whatever came out and it, it was in the mailbox and I got, I went and got the mail and I saw that and uh, of the, and it was like a panel thing on the front cover. It was like nine chicks. And I'm pretty sure two of them were dudes. Three of them were like Mondo plus, you know, like double plus size, like Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Uh, <laughs> there was out of out of the nine, there was one that was like moderately hot. And so, like, I took a I took a picture of it and then I posted it on Twitter. I was like, uh, Victoria's Secret ensuring 15 year old boys don't jerk off to their catalog this year. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got roasted and I'm I'm fine with it. Like I was I was hitting back at all. Most of what was really funny was most of the uh, comments that I got from these screeching leftist women was I bet this guy's never even touched a woman. I was like, my wife was literally a model. Like he was <laughs> six foot, 125, 130 pound, like long legs, model esque. So then yeah. so then Stephanie sends me pictures. She's like any of them that say you've never touched a woman, tell them this is what you're going to bed with every night. And it's like sending me some of her modeling pictures and stuff. I got blocked so by so many mad hoes that day. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Justin, you were giving off uh, 
small dick energy by not being attracted to, uh, you know, and stop calling them plus size. Like, no, that's not a thing. You're fat. You're fucking fat. Like get, and it's, I know I'm being mean, but you have like, you cannot, like, if you care about somebody, you don't just like coddle them and be like, Oh, it's okay. You're, you're plus sized. It's fine. Like your heart's going to explode at age 46. No, I'm not going to support that kind of lifestyle. Like, get in shape. Put down the cheeseburger. Pick up a smoothie. Go for a walk. Get some exercise. My son is my son is 6'3", 265 pounds at 15 years old. He is massive. He's a big kid. And I, yeah. and I tell him he's fucking fat every single day. Like, I'm, I bully him and I'm mean to him because he is. He's, he's not a... He's not a well-built 265 pounds. He is out of shape. And so I bully his ass every single day. He's actually lost. Uh, he's actually down about 10 pounds. He was heavier. And I am I am slowly but surely bullying him into good health. And yeah. like, You we should let to- me talk. Dude, that's such a fucking waste of a potential physique. Right? That's what I keep telling you. I would like- do, there, there's nothing I can do to become 6'3". I just can't do it. Like, dude, if I was 6'3", I would be like fucking Bo Jackson, man. I'd be a two-sport fucking professional athlete crushing things. But it's like, dude, he's just taking it for fucking granted. He should be, yeah, he should be, what, 6'3", like 225, 230, fucking ripped. And he's young. How old is he? 15. Okay. Yeah, dude. And like that at that age, like you can fucking almost eat anything you want and barely exercise. That's the that's what's that's what I get pissed off about with him. I'm like, dude, I had four D1 college football teams look at me, and when they found out I was 165 pounds and couldn't put on weight, they're like, no, we can't touch him. Like he he doesn't have the frame for it, and they were right. I mean, I'm. I am now at almost 40 years old, finally at what should have been my playing weight when I was, you know, in high school and college. Like, I was like, dude, if I had just some of your size, I'd have been fucking all world everything. Yeah, dude, just like wrecking stuff. You could be a fucking, a physical specimen, like a fucking Greek god statue. And you're just squandering it for what? For like some fucking computer game or something? Yes. Come on, man. Yes, exactly. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, that's a that that's just so frustrating to watch people uh, just piss away potential like that. Speaking and you could of, just be whenever, fucking slamming. You could get some chicks that are are not plus size models. You can get the real models, man. I say, speaking of, whenever we get done here, I'm gonna go pick him up from work, and then I'm just gonna beat his ass for a while. So, <laughs> so this is our You're this is our routine. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> we have we got a couple more things for today, right? We're coming. Uh, up yeah. Oh, you want you want to go through the uh, the ever growing list of uh, Jimmy Kimmel's obsession with Donald Trump's penis? Yeah. So I mean, I admit I I never watch any of these nightly sh- like comedian shows or whatever. I used to like Jimmy Kim like when Jimmy Kimmel did the Man Show, and when he did, dude, like he used to be fucking funny. He did the remember the Carl Malone impression? Did you ever see him do that? Yeah. And so 
for sure. He knows that that stuff's out there. So I think he just doubles down on all the fucking unfunny, woke horse shit so that they don't come after him for, he didn't even do blackface, dude. He did like an entire black outfit and a hilarious Carl Malone impression. And he used to do it like weekly. It was like the weekly thing. <laughs> Carl Malone. So I, yeah, so I had no idea that this was a thing, but then, I, yeah, I saw Tom Elliott post this. He posted something. He's like, the streak continues or something like that. And then I went through and it's like, dude, can we play it? Yeah, I'll play some of them. You know, a lot of attention is paid to how uh, dangerous and impulsive and vain Trump is. Sometimes we forget. Also very stupid. Also not very bright. <laughs> they say during one meeting... Trump is looking at Greenland on a map and he's admiring it. And he said, look at the size of this. It's massive. It's always about size with this guy. Honestly, the course of American history, it could be totally different if he'd only been born with an adult sized penis. That's one. So what, what year what was that? Say what? The, what? What year was that one? So that was clip. from that was September sixteenth of twenty twenty two. This okay. is September and a week 20, later. <laughs> a week later. The crazier allegations is that Trump, when dealing with his banks, valued Mar-a-Lago, his um, bordello slash mausoleum in Florida, <laughs> at seven hundred thirty nine million dollars, and the actual value is around seventy five million dollars. And that his apartment was, he said, it was thirty thousand square feet when it is really only 11,000 square feet. It's the same strategy he's used for years with his penis. But the, uh, this lawsuit outlines 200 false... Oh, apparently it goes even... For, it goes back. He was... Yeah, like, I... Yeah, I went, like... I clicked, like... I drilled down on this, and it's, like, dude, it's been going on for years. He's been making these, like, bad dick jokes. In the history of this country has ever taken a weirder drink of water than this. Is that one of the side effects of hydroxy? I mean, what is up with his hand? Did he hurt it holding the Bible upside down? Let's look at that again, because there's clearly something going on. It's weak. And this is not the first time we've seen this. This clip's from November of 2017. You can see here, he managed to open the water bottle, but then he needed two hands to drink it. And then next month, this happened again. He's, he's what is he doing? He's, he's like a witch sipping out of a goblet full of <laughs> toadstools or something. And he had another weird move on Memorial Day. Now watch here. Everybody folds their arms, so he folds his arms. But then he gives his, it's just kind of a weak shake. I don't, is it possible that, like, so many former members of his staff, his arm just doesn't want to work with him anymore. His arm's like, listen, you use me to, to grab women, to tweet lies, to shovel McNuggets into that bloat hole, to sharpie a hurricane. I've had enough. I quit. I'm joining my friend Penis and going limp. No yeah. Um, I don't know. So some of that was kind of funny. Just watching Donald Trump drink water is kind of funny. It wasn't as bad as the Marco Rubio water break during his response to the State of the Union, though. That was the most awkward drink. Yeah, but there's like the three or four more clips about him making Trump dick jokes. It's, it's hilarious. He just, he can't, Jimmy Kimmel cannot get off of Trump's dick. <laughs> <laughs> 
And man, it's just such because he used to be fucking funny. This is the guy that did the man show, which is now considered, you know, there's no way you could have that on TV these days. Adam Carolla is still good. Adam Carolla has not changed. I And I really and he was like always really good friends with Jimmy Kimmel. It was like, I want to know exactly how their friendship is these days, because I don't think he doesn't really talk about it. I don't listen to him that much. I catch him every once in a while. But yeah, Adam Carolla is still fucking still pretty much the same. I've, yeah. Yeah, I've listened I, to his podcast a couple times. He's he's still pretty good. Yeah. Man, those those nightly shows, dude. I, I don't know. Who's who's doing them now? So it's Kimmel and uh Colbert. Colbert. Who's and then who's the baby face guy? Uh Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Does he still have a show? I think so. Who Pretty watches good. these? I never watched them even when they like might have been good, like Letterman. I never watched that. Um yeah, I, I don't was know. A big I, fan I, of, I never was a big fan of Letterman. I would watch Leno some um Craig Kilborn and uh there were some other like um Conan O'Brien, he was good for a long time. He's gotten kind of faggy lately, but he was good for a long time. Like it's uh it's interesting. The I you watch these clips from like Fallon and from Kimmel and and from Colbert, and it's just like this isn't funny. Like it's it's all yeah. it's all political commentary or social commentary, and it's it's not humorous. It's not entertaining. Yeah, it it's really not. And they've they've seemed to have lost their sense of humor. This is like what wokeness does. It kills that portion of your brain. And he's like making fun of Trump for being weak. It's like all right, I guess. But like, how many Biden jokes is he doing now? And I mean, maybe that's just way too low hanging fruit to make fun of Biden for being weak. But I mean, come on, dude. The guy can barely keep his eyes open. And I, I guarantee you, Jimmy Kimmel's not making fun of him for that. Right. The Biden jokes are writing themselves these days. You don't even like you don't even have to come up with anything funny. Just roll a clip and, right. and then laugh at it. And yeah. Oh, man. What else? Uh, got anything else in there? I feel like I sent something else to you, but maybe not. We had some other stuff, but I don't know how well it fits or how to kind of shoehorn it in at the end. Uh, we do have some good news, I guess. So it's uh, they've taken it, they've taken it back and appealed it once or twice. Uh, remember, New York had the COVID vaccine mandate for healthcare workers, and that got taken to court and it got shot down. Well, they appealed it. The state of New York appealed it, took it to the New York Supreme Court, and the New York Supreme Court also, also, uh, well, the New York Supreme Court upheld the ban on on the mandate. So they also shot it down. So I mean, I I don't. I don't see what the point would be in appealing it and trying to take it beyond that, because if the New York state Supreme court said that this is a no go, I don't think you're going to have any luck taking it to any higher courts, but yeah. And it's, there's been a lot of stories coming out about the, about the jab that seem to be falling 
they're flying under the radar because of all this um, Israel Palestine stuff coming on. But like, yeah, definitive uh, evidence that you know Pfizer knew that there's like things in here that cause cancer and myocarditis, like all this stuff that they they knew was an issue is finally being admitted to. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and read that for me. Yeah. So, like this one, uh, Health Canada has confirmed the presence of simian virus 40 DNA sequence in the Pfizer COVID 19 vaccine, which the manufacturer did not previously disclose. The full SV40 virus was previously removed from polio vaccines in the 50s and 60s due to risks around cancer. One toxicologist and molecular biologist warned that if the SV40 promoters in the COVID 19 vaccines were integrated into human genome, it would result in gene mutations that could cause cancer. We also have, there have been stories, uh, I actually did a three-part series looking at Moderna and the history of Moderna and uh, what Moderna, what Moderna's putting in their shots and some of the problems with those. And like one of the big ones was um, the reason Moderna could never, Moderna never put a product, a single product on the market. Moderna has been around since 2017. I think, no, uh, 2010 anyway yeah moderna's been around since 2010 as of 2017 they hadn't put a single product on the market they hadn't even been able to get to human trials with anything um, from 2017 to 2019 they got to do a couple trials but they still didn't have anything on the market 2020 they get their covid vaccine approved on the market instantly you know why Moderna had never gotten a single product on the market. Never, not, not just never gotten a single product on the market. Never gotten a single product to human trials, because the the uh, the lipid compound that they use that like bonds the the uh, vaccines that they were making. Anytime it was something more than a one dose treatment, like if it was a multi dose treatment, they started developing severe liver failure and kidney failure like immediately in all of the animal trials like these these things just can't survive doing this you know what they were still using for the covid vaccines whenever they rolled those out i'm gonna guess it was the exact same lipid compound that got denied human trials in the past and take a shot in the dark that exact same one and then not only that but then the COVID vaccine becomes a, well, it's not just one shot. It's not just two shots. Now you got to get the booster and then the booster. And then it's a. Yeah. And perpetuity, just keep taking it. And like they actually tested that, which they couldn't have because they rushed it out so fast. It is absolutely ridiculous. You know, like we have, nobody knows what's in these vaccines unless you do what you did and like get like obsess about it and dig into it. And it's crazy because like you can't buy like a fucking bag of chips anymore at the store without it saying like excessive calories, excessive fat, excessive sodium. Like look at the back and they got, they got to list all the ingredients and here's what's in there. Most people don't pay attention to it, but now it's just like, yeah, put this into your body. Don't ask questions. You can't, qu- what are you anti-vaxxer? You can't question this just inject it into your arm. It's like, well, what's in it? Oh, don't worry about that. Yeah, you should really be worried about that. Like the yeah. uh as soon as they tell you not to be worried about it, be very fucking worried about it. That's your your first indication that you should be worried about it is when they tell you that there's nothing to worry about. When the uh the connections that like 
so Pfizer and the other and Pfizer is using a lot of the same stuff that Moderna is, but uh, it's like branded different, but it's effectively the same thing. Moderna has had some uh, questionable stuff with theirs because they there's a lot of government involvement. There's a lot of uh, DARPA and um, defense like defense contracts and stuff that are involved in Moderna and the different products that they're uh, like testing and, and trying to roll out and, and their vaccine development and stuff. And, and some of the uh, like branch off companies that they work with that have a lot of fed funding going into them, like the it, it's insane. Like, like I said, I'd have a three part series on it just because like the further you get into it, the more crazy it gets looking at, looking at everything that's going on with it. It's like, and although I will say, uh, so we were watching, I was watching Thursday night football last night and they have, they seem to have come off the COVID vaccine. Now they're like, you need to get your flu. You need to get your flu vaccine and, and others. They're not, they're not specifically and saying, others. yeah, it's just the flu vaccine and others. They're, is it, so is it, are they bundling it? Like buy one, get one. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it is. It is interesting to see them start to back off on pushing the COVID one as much. Like they really, they really hit it hard there for a bit, a uh, month or month or so ago, and it went nowhere. What, what, what? It, didn't you say 2%, the percentage? Yeah, two percent. Yeah, of people are getting their updated shots. And dude, let's not forget the push that was behind these vaccines when they were trying. Like, oh, remember De Blasio was on camera eating a fucking burger and fries, saying like, oh, you mean I get burgers and fries if I get my vaccine? <laughs> it's like burger, fry, free beer, all kinds of fucking ice cream, donuts. Uh, Krispy Kreme was doing the donut thing as if Americans needed another fucking donut shoved down their fucking gullet. It's unbelievable the amount of propaganda and push behind these fucking vaccines there was. It was crazy. Now, I've never seen anything like it. And, and here we are. And now the truth is starting to come out. Of course, they axed our channel. They axed a bunch of other people, like much bigger platforms when they tried to tell people, hey, you know, maybe if they're trying to entice you with a fucking donut to take this, it's not it might not be a good idea. Like, Ryan, that's if it's if it's actually good for you and it's actually beneficial, you don't have to force people to do it. You don't have to try to, like, goad them into doing it with burgers and donuts and and whatever, like I think they I think there were beer great, promotions yeah, and stuff, too. Yeah. Great uh, little fucking um glimpse into the mind of an american too it's like how can we get these people to inject themselves with this oh, burgers donuts beer <laughs> nothing good like nothing healthy <laughs> it's just like no we'll, we'll we'll make you fatter and dumber and just put this in your body <laughs> all right <laughs> unfucking believable man god damn it i have very little hope for humanity today welcome to the world we live in <laughs> yeah Jesus. And yeah, but we're America, so everything's going to be fine. For Christ's sake. <laughs> Don't question it. Of course we can do this. I, I wonder what other countries are thinking about, like looking at us. They must just be laughing their fucking ass off at how, how ridiculous and pathetic we are. Well, at this point, if you're talking about other countries as in like South America, they're all thinking, oh, God, our economies are in full on collapse because we embrace socialism. And if you're talking about Europe, they're thinking, oh, God, we're being overrun by Muslims. So <laughs> I don't think any of them are thinking about us a whole lot right now. It's true. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
the migrant issue seems to be, yep, that's, I mean, I don't even know what I'm talking about. There is no issue. It's fine. They do need another 14 billion for the border wall that was in the, that proposal from Biden. So I guess uh, walls are no longer racist and they're a good idea. They work again. That's right. So Biden, Biden's campaign promise was not another foot of border wall will be built. And now they're build away, build away. It's, yeah, again, why you should vote for the politician that um, tells you the things you don't want to hear because they're lying. <laughs> Inevitably, they will do the opposite. I promise you. They're going to cut taxes. Your taxes are going up. They're not going to build border wall. Border wall will get built. So, yeah, vote the opposite. It's not For sure, they're not telling the truth. So hope hope that they're actually lying to the point where they will do the opposite of what they say. Gotta love democracy. <laughs> you got anything going on this weekend you need to plug? Uh, live stream tonight. It will be uh, the fourth part of the... I did a did, started this Manly Man series with uh, different guests talking about men in the workplace, men being fathers, uh, men in the military. Tonight we're going to talk about men and intellectualism and trying okay. to be... Trying to be smart. So that'll be uh, LB Muniz, Buck Johnson, uh, possibly Mark Aaron of 2-Bit Podcast. And uh, I got one more that's a potential, but I'm, uh, usually usually he'll back out. So I'm not going to tease him. <laughs> was that the that was a series that I did an episode of? Was uh, of series, or is that just a different one? Oh, that was something different. But. Uh, okay. All right. I, I guess I'm not manly enough to make the cut. This well, series. it was, it was along the same lines. I, I, that that's kind of been a theme of of some of my uh, shows and episodes. Yeah, toxic masculinity. Yeah. Well, we did the we did the Rome one last week, and that ended up circling back to uh, masculinity and men's roles in society and stuff like that. So, and, uh, maybe I should stop bringing on all these toxically masculine uh, misogynists for streams. That's not going to happen. That's, those are the only people I want to talk to. <laughs> all right. Well, um, stay tuned for that. I'll link to all the important stuff in the description. You can follow us on Twitter. Our handles are right there. Do all that for us. And we'll be back on Tuesday, maybe live. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. We'll think What's about it. <laughs> all right. And until then, you guys know what to do. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.